All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Things are well here. I'm talking in a subdued voice because, uh, listeners, we are doing this kind of last minute. Jake and I, we, we couldn't make our schedules connect this week. We were busy. We were, I was driving. He was working. So it is uh, after midnight. Um, Which means he is at his, uh, his weekly NAMBLA meeting. Uh, <laughs> they got they got to make sure to keep quiet. Otherwise, yes. ruins the whole fun. We are, we are, we got to keep things quiet. No, I got my, my kids are sleeping. I just got back from a gig and, uh, yeah, so it's late here. It's later where Jake is. So I'm, I'm talking quiet, but Jake doesn't have kids, so he can yell and scream if he wants. You could, no, no, you, no. you could get naked and run around and yell and bang cymbals together, I think, right? Well, I mean, I'm naked right now, but I don't want to do the running and cymbals thing because it's going to make it hard to record and the listeners are going to hear the cymbals. <laughs> if I, if I could silently bang cymbals, I would. There you go. So I wanted I, I wanted to talk about a couple things tonight. Uh, first of all, uh, comedy in a sense and mindset, and then not identity politics, but just identity in general. So the first thing I want to talk is I was texting you earlier. Um, my gig tonight was fantastic, but I didn't know it was going to go that way. What happened is, as Jake knows, because I was texting him because we were supposed to record earlier, is. Um, I did a corporate show tonight, and those are a different animal than comedy clubs or, you know, the comedy club show starts at 8 o'clock. Well, this this corporate, they said, oh, could you be there at 7.30? You know, we want to do the show. I said, perfect. All right, great. Yeah. I'll show up at 7.15. Well, I show up at 7.15 because I think I'm being on time, and they're like, oh, cool, you're here. All right, we're, we're going to start doing our shit, and then you'll go on when we're done. Uh, I don't know, maybe an hour, a little over. So... They, they fuck around for 90 minutes. Like, I'm getting angrier and angrier. Not like, you know, angry, but it's really fucking boring sitting in the back of a room while these guys give speeches and, oh, and Bob, you know, he likes to have sex with the secretary. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, it's really you know, th- this kind of shit happens all the time in Ethiopia and Somalia. You can, you can understand the pain I'm going through getting paid to tell jokes and having to wait to do that. <laughs> um, that's, that's I, I did a gig in Somalia once. It was, it was almost that bad. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's, it's a very third world problem to have to wait to tell jokes. So you, I'm, I'm putting myself on par with Somalians and Ethiopians. So the, the troubles we all face, me getting angry as people give speeches is the same as what an Ethiopian has to go through is what I was saying. Anyway, Dude, out. when an Ethiopian comic gets heckled, they throw shoes at him. It sucks. <laughs> well, because they can't throw food because there is no food. They can't throw tomatoes because they don't have any. Anyway, so uh, I'm getting angrier and angrier. As they, I'm like, why the fuck did you bring me out? Why didn't you say, show up at 9? Or, you know, we want you to go on at 9 or whatever. So I, I, I eventually, they're like, oh, uh, and, and I, okay, I think we have an entertainer now. Do we have an entertainer? And I'm like, oh, that's that's a good sign when they don't even know if they have me and they don't know my name. Um but I went up, and it was a fantastic show. It was just great. It was a lot of fun. And what I started thinking about, because I didn't do it consciously, I just, the instant they said it's time for comedy, I just went into comedy mode and started telling jokes. And I realized, like, 15 years ago, I probably would have brought my bad attitude to the stage and fucked the entire show up and shot myself in the foot and given them a bad time. Like, I wouldn't have taken it out on them, like, like, the fuck you guys bring me here like but i would have told the jokes differently i would have been a bad frame of mind and it would have affected my performance um so yeah on the drive back i realized like the as as much as i was texting you like jake i don't know when i'm gonna get to podcast these fuckers will not stop giving speeches i mean it's their right to it's their show but it was it was i'm just 
I don't know. It was like this weird realization for me where, wow, I, I didn't take my bad attitude to the stage and I haven't done that for a while where it's like, okay, uh, work life separation where I get on stage and that's my job and I make people happy and I tell them jokes. Have you noticed that about you? I mean, cause we all we're human. We go through whatever we go through and we can either, um, allow it to fuck us up while we're at work or we can work with it we can say oh i'm i'm fucked up in the head right now this is why and work it into the act what do you what do you think of that do you have any stories like that where you've uh like look back on an audience that you bombed in front of and realized oh i did this i was in this frame of mind or maybe i was too angry at them um because you and i've talked about corporate comedy before that's a different animal than a comedy club it can be ambush comedy where they're like what we were just drinking and having a good time now this asshole's telling us jokes what the fuck yeah, I mean, I I definitely was worse about that earlier on, I I suppose. But I somebody somebody told me something one day that kind of made a lot of sense is they were like like no matter how long your set is, whether it's you know, an hour or 5 minutes. I mean, you can you can put energy into that amount of time. You know, you spend how much time driving there? You spend how much time at a shitty day job all day, right? Now, this is the time where you're doing the thing that you're trying to do. And so you can you can fake energy for that short amount of time when you're on stage. Because it's not, it's not that long in the grand scheme of things, even if you're doing an hour set. Yeah, that's great. That, that made me think of something else. Um have you ever been on like a movie set or a TV set? Have you ever been behind the scenes of, of film production? Uh, I mean, radio. I, I do radio. Well, that, that's a little different because film production, what they do is they will shoot every scene like 10 times and then they'll do close-ups and then they'll do side-by-sides and then they'll do coverage. Okay, yeah. And you're yeah. doing the same goddamn thing over and over. And I heard an actor talk about that where he only had like three lines in a scene. And it was this long scene where he was just, you know, the odd guy in the back that only had three lines. And he had the same thing what you just said, which is he realized I can stand here and be bitter and like, oh, these guys are the stars and whatever. Or when it's my turn to deliver my three lines, I can act the shit out of those three lines. What it's, I may be on set for 12 hours. And that, you know, film production day can be 12 hours, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they do you know, one page of a script. It's, it's a lot of, you know, wasted time and setting up cameras. Yeah. And, and he, you know, it, it could be what I was going through where I'm in the back of the room going, oh God, I have to stand here for 90 goddamn it. And he said, for those three lines, that's my time to act the shit out of my three lines. That's on me. Nobody watching that program or by that matter, no one watching you on stage or watching me on stage gives two fucks what was happening in our head before we got on stage, what you just said is accurate. That is your time to fake the energy or to just bring it or to do whatever. Like, okay, it's not their fault. Whoever's sitting there doesn't care what we're going through. It's not, yeah, that, that what you said was perfect. Yeah, you can fake it while you're up there just to do your job. Yeah, you know who else has, has that same kind of thing going on is... Porn stars. Uh, Porn stars in Bukaki videos. The guy at the back of the line specifically, you know, because if you're if you're the back, you know, five to ten guys, you're you're, you're just sitting there like, God damn it, I have to stand here in line <laughs> while all these other guys. And of course, you know, every third guy or every fifth guy or whatever is just taking forever once he gets up to the plate. But it's like, no, man, you got that time to 
to, to, to wait to fluff up. But when you when you get up there, uh, you're you're the star of the show for a second. I was thinking, or co-star. I, I was say. thinking of the opposite. I was thinking of the the girl. She has got like I, I'm okay. This is my time. I'm really into this dick. Yeah, she sucked twenty dicks that day. She filmed like you know ten movies, but you know when that camera's on, she's got to put her heart into it. But yeah, what right. you said too. Yeah, I like how you said. Do you know who else? And I immediately went porn stars, and I was right there with you. Yeah, yeah, you knew where I was going with that. And I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess for her too. I I, I once had. Uh, a, a grizzled, aged veteran porn star. Tell me that it, you know it's it's not the first or second dick that you suck <laughs> that makes you a legend. It's the twentieth. You know what I'm saying? It's the twenty fifth. It's the thirtieth, and you're still making it look like it's the second one in a row. That's that. That's that's it's where the that's where the real talent comes in. You can't teach that. Yeah, exactly. If if you can if you can make it seem natural and organic, and that you're into that twenty fourth dick like it's the first one you've seen in two years, and you're hungry for it, you're gonna be a star. All right. The how next, how, how much heart do you think the porn star has that was sleeping with Trump? I mean, because that's gotta be that's gotta be a tough one. You know what I mean? When well, you're younger like that. Interview was fantastic. I mean, did you hear her give the blow by blow? Where no, just, I didn't hear that. God damn it. Well, I didn't. When I say here, I meant read uh, in the interview. I'm not going to get it correct, so I shouldn't really start. But it's literally she just sort of because that's what she does for a living. That's sort of what she did with Trump is she's like, all right, here we go. OK, I wonder how long he's going to take. Like there was there was just nothing to it other than, well, this is boring. Like like her in her head, she's she said she's just sitting there like. Well, whatever. Let's just get this over with. This guy, want, you know, like there, there was nothing to it. There was nothing, just completely bland. Um, just clocking in, man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Punching she, in, punching out. Yep. And it was, it, and what's funny is because the way she described it is, is, um, I realized as I was saying it, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something horrible here, and I don't mean to, but like a rape victim, they sometimes can say just like, oh, my God, just shut down and get through it. She wasn't saying it in that panic frame of mind, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Just just don't pay attention. Just get through it. She was like she was the exact opposite. She was like, well, he wants to fuck. So and because that's what she was saying when she was when they were still clothed. She's like, oh, well, I guess this is going to happen now. Whatever. Like just completely blase about it. And when it was over, she described He's only it. the third nastiest dude I've slept with this week. I am a professional. Hey, I did Ron Jeremy. I can do Donald Trump. She said that it was just boring, that he's no good. She's like, yeah, he fucks like an old white guy. Just, you know, nothing exciting. Didn't, you know, didn't push her buttons, didn't get her turned on. I mean, if anything, that's probably worse for his ego than the fact that he paid a porn star to fuck him, is the fact that she said, yeah, I fucked him, but he's no good. I mean, that's what's oh, yeah, the man. funny part, is that it wasn't that she said, he, he, he attacked me and did whatever. She was just like, yeah, what the hell? It's what I do, but he was horrible. She, she, There's like, a lot of fake news coming out of the, the left-wing media. They're saying that I paid a porn star to sleep with me and that I was a boring lay. I was not a boring lay. I was an amazing lay. I was the best <laughs> lay she'd ever had. Yes, that's the funny part is he can't eat. If anything, he's going to deny it's the part where she said he was mediocre. Well, yeah, I just I just love that. I mean, if... If this came out about any other president, I mean, it would I just, know. like this would be the biggest scandal. We would be talking about this for like two years. Whereas I feel like it's it's almost dated talking about it now. People are already tired of talking about it almost. And that's what I think people said, uh, not that his plan was or but that that was 
what was going to happen is the fact that it just piles on. There's so much incredible shit happening because what knocked the porn star out of the news? Two of his people, his uh, the the um, staff staff secretary and a speechwriter, both just resigned because oh yeah domestic abuse two ex-wives on the on rob porter and one ex-wife i wife i think on the speechwriter like that's so crazy man and yeah. they were vetted and this was like discovered like oh this might well he like rob porter could not get a security clearance because of his domestic abuse but they still hired him it's like insane that's what it took to get a porn star fucking the president out like remember monica Lewinsky was a consenting adult that gave bill clinton a, clinton a blowjob and that is still talked about to this day. And like you just said, our well, the pre- early oh, okay. Well, well, of Clinton I was just were a lot say, worse though. Well, I and, mean, and was, I just realized that uh, Clinton got blowjob in the White House, and that's different from. It's not like Trump was fucking a porn star on in the Oval Office, so that is different, yeah. I suppose. That is that's different, but it's still it's still insane that it. You know, it is blasé now. It's just like, oh well, that's expected from him. I mean, we got—it's the guy with the piss tape. Of course, he's fucking porn stars. He—he he has hookers pee on beds because Obama was in him. Oh yeah, man, and and no one, no one is even speculating on how Melania feels about any of it. It's just like, well, Melania is still Melania. Uh, this is just another another Tuesday for her. <laughs> this is this is nothing out of the ordinary. Pretty much. I mean, she's got to be used to it. Although they do what what happens with her is they do have these little spikes in Melania awareness where um the one clip I saw after this was they showed uh him going to hold her hand and she sort of swatted it away. Like they make a big deal out of that. Like, "Ooh, did you see he tried to hold her hand and she swatted it." But they cuz they're always Always those little things with Melania. Like, do you remember the old clip of right around the inauguration? Uh, she smiled at him, and the instant he turned his head, her face her face just went completely like yeah, Ugh. you know, like it just went from from it just just complete fake cheerful to melt. Well, you know what I think is going on. I I think that now that she's in the public eye, he is sort of showing more attention toward her publicly. Whereas before, I don't, I don't think there was a need to do that, you know, to do the hand grabbings at ceremonies and stuff. I, I, don't, I don't think he was doing that before at the building stuff. I think she was just there. Whereas now, it's, it's the first lady, and it's, it's, it's a more family role than, than trophy wife. You know what I'm saying? That makes and a so, lot of sense. Yeah, so I think he's, he's reaching out and like grabbing her hand more and stuff. And she is just instantly pulling away like, what are you doing? It says in contract, we fuck five times a year. I don't have to hold hands. What are you doing? You know, and that's just kind of, it's just, it has that instant reflex. I don't disagree with that. But I also, I would suspect that as a trophy wife, she may have, all he does is lie. So before he was in the public spotlight, everybody, you read any goddamn story about a politician and they say the difference between a celebrity in the spotlight and a politician in the spotlight is insane because celebrities yeah they'll they'll get dragged through page six and the national Enquirer, but when you run for public office they go up your ass with a microscope so she 
what I think is she may have like heard stories and then he, oh no, baby, I, you know, that's not me. What I, I can't do his accent. I'm, I'm doing a mix of her and him. I <laughs> tried to do. I'm not good with accents, but you know. Well, that's, that's because me. you're what well, you're trying to whisper and do Trump. Trump has yeah. never whispered. He, he says shit loud. <laughs> that's a good point. So either way, he can go to her and say, "That's not me. I don't do that." You know, like, "Oh, you read that as bullshit." But now that they are, like you said, so much in the public eye that. I mean, it's all coming out, and anything that she may have not heard about or anything he may have lied about, it's, like, all hitting her like a tsunami, and she's realizing, like, everything that she may have suspected but sort of wanted to shove aside, like, okay, uh, this was said, but maybe I don't believe it, that it's all fucking true, and, like, any sort of... Like, denial is a powerful force, but it can't even withstand this media scrutiny. And I think she is coming to terms with the fact that she fucked up. And it would be interesting to see if they get divorced in 2020 if he doesn't Mm. get reelected. I don't think she cares about the cheating, dude, especially with that kind of age difference. I don't think... She, I think she knew about him and these other women before. Well, maybe not the cheating, the embarrassment, like it's a the public totally embarrassment. Setup, yeah, but it could be the public embarrassment. She might not care about the cheating. She might care about the public embarrassment. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. I think it's just that she, before she was a trophy wife, and now she's the first trophy lady. And that's and she is the first <laughs> ever first trophy lady. And yes. that's, that's fucking weird, you know? It is very weird, yes. And, and that's that's the thing is I think she basically got a demotion. She used to be the trophy wife of a really rich, powerful dude in New York, and she got to just hang out on Madison Avenue and go and eat thousand dollar lunches every day, and he would barely ever see her or talk to her. Yeah, he's fucking other women. She wants him to fuck other women. That means he's not fucking her. Look at her and look at him. She wants to outsource that job. She wants to outsource that to as many porn stars as possible. But I think she has a problem with the hand grabbing. She didn't have to fucking have this this sweaty monster grabbing her hand so much before. She barely saw him. And now she's like, dude, I got to... I got to sit there and give talks to little nerdy kids on the internet getting picked on. I don't give a fuck about that. I am a trophy wife from an Eastern European cold, um, emotionless place. And I don't care that they're getting beat up online. I have to sit there and pretend that I, I, I fucking care about cyberbullying. I don't give a shit about this. I, I give a shit about lunches on Madison Avenue. I want to go back to that. I I do not disagree with that at all. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, she is constrained now. What you just said is correct. It's a step down. She used to have freedom. And so it's a combination. Everything you said is true. But it's also what I said. It's like, yeah, she would get pictures taken before. Like, oh, there's the trophy wife. Now it's fucking nonstop. Now you can't escape it. You know, because she has to go out in public as the trophy first lady. So... Yeah, it's it. She probably fucking hates every minute of this. Oh yeah, she's bummed. Although I I can't wait until after he's he's gone. I don't mean out of office, but you know has 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 been gone for a bit because she is going to get a translator and write a tell-all book about their whole marriage, and it's going to be fucking amazing. Oh, I hope so. Oh my god, that'd be fantastic. That would be the best thing ever. But see, I this is sort of a demotion for him too. That's what's so weird about this is his life as a dude 
who's a billionaire. And I know people go, oh, he's not a real billionaire. He's only a several hundred millionaire. Well, oh, oh, fuck it. I'd take it. You know what I mean? Uh, that's still a lot of money. I That's still a pretty good life. Being president is shit. That's why all of them age bad. It's a it's a fucking horrible job compared to just yelling like an asshole and putting your name on buildings. He's just doing it out of, out of spite. That's why when everybody was sitting there going, hey, now that they elected a guy with no experience in office whatsoever, we can get Oprah to be president. <laughs> and it's like, A, no, shame on you. Get someone with experience. B, she's smart enough to know that her life now as Oprah is better than Ms. Madam President Oprah. They're yeah, she said that. Out. She said, I am not running. Yeah, not, not a chance. She, she's smart enough to know she would hate that job. Well, the, the, the flip side of it for Trump is it's an ego boost. He can always say, I was president. And it doesn't matter that he will go down in history as one of the worst ones, if not the worst. It will still right. be, you know, like branding. Like, hey, President Trump. That's, that's all he... I don't think it'll age him because he doesn't give a fuck and he doesn't do anything. He, he, you know, he fucks around. He, he signs a bill and, you know, he has a meeting. This is the guy that, you know, hangs up on world leaders what, like he did with Australia when he's tired and bored and doesn't like what's getting said. Like, he just does not give a fuck. He doesn't want the job. He doesn't know how to do it. He just likes the title. He likes being called president. He, it's all about ego for him. So you're right. It's a demotion, but he doesn't care because he doesn't put in the effort to make it work. Well, yeah, it's 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 totally just a spike thing. It was like, uh, I hate Obama. I'm going to try to get his job just to show that it can be done. And I'm going to undo everything that he did. That's uh, that, that, that. I mean, that was his motivation was was uh, yeah. that that was that that correspondence dinner or whatever, where <laughs> Obama was shitting on him. And then afterwards, he was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to show him. And I'm going to show everybody, right? And, and to his credit, he did. I didn't think he'd be able to fucking do that, you know? But I, it's 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 a thing going on the tail end of all of his business stuff. So he, I, he doesn't care if this part bombs like any other president would care because he's not a career politician. He's just a guy who was a business guy, and now he's doing this at the end. It's kind of like how Michael Jordan... Didn't really care oh, with when the baseball didn't go the best. Oh, for him. With the you know baseball. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you went when he went became went into the office. Yeah, no, when he went to baseball, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and and Michael Jordan striking out is not getting him upset as a, a, a baseball player. Baseball player striking out is is going to do. So that's I that's kind of where I think he's at with this. That makes a lot of sense, and that, that this, this ties in exactly what I want to, I said earlier I want to talk about uh, identity politics, but just overall in general identity. I had a show in South Dakota last night, and uh, I got to the venue, and um, I was there maybe two minutes. You know, I walk in, meet the guy, he's like, oh, hey, here's, here's the, the stage and the microphone, and uh, people will come in here, and Within and then, like right after that, it was a uh, yeah. Trump is pretty awesome, huh? Trump, 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 making America great again. And I'm sitting there like, I uh, really that fast? Like I don't give a fuck, you know, that you support Trump. But when it's your go-to opener, and it makes it's just like 
is that all you have to identify yourself with? And that goes for anybody. Like, I wasn't thinking it just has to be Trump, but it's like, you know, we make fun of people that are like, oh, so I'm a vegan or, uh, you know, like, oh, let me tell you about my CrossFit. You know, like anybody that opens with that, like, is there so little going on? That's all I could think about with him is like, is there so little going on with your life that that's what you have to talk about? I, you know, I say fuck it, one-up him. I just go like, yeah, yeah, nah, Trump is doing good. Also, people are giving Kevin Spacey too much shit. You know what I'm saying? I love Kevin Spacey. And, and you could just, you could just, you know, I, 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 I see your Trump. I raised you with Kevin Spacey. Uh, I wish I had thought of that. That's fucking hilarious. That's beautiful. I don't know. Uh, South Dakota was a fantastic shoot show also. Fantastic shoe. I'm drunk. I'm tired. What's been, so that's that's my world. I've been having good shows and uh, doing that. Do you have uh, do you have a caller of the week? Do you have um, what else do we do for for you? Do you have anything you want to share with the listeners before we sign off, Mister Jake? Uh no caller of the week. I I. But I you've been very busy. Say... That's why we haven't been able to podcast up until right now because you have been goddamn busy. That's a good thing. Are you getting shows you like? Are you getting put on more time? Are you? Yeah, yeah, man, it's been it's been going really well. Um, Very quickly for for anybody that might be tuning in for the first time, tell what you do. Uh, You you work. If if, do you feel comfortable? I mean, we're not gonna shit on them. Do we've talked about your work before? So yeah, I I do uh, I I do the boards at Sirius XM. I do I do uh, sound work for radio shows like. uh, Bring them on and off the air, and yeah, it's 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 been going really well. I've I've. I've been enjoying this job more than any job I've ever had. I am happier than a Philadelphia Eagles fan drunk scaling a um, a light pole that's covered in Crisco uh, with, with a mouse full of horse shit. I was just gonna uh, say I was gonna bring up the horse shit because that to me was top when when a guy's like, yeah, horse shit, like that, that guy was just looking for an excuse to eat horse shit. Like that, you, you don't do that in celebration. No one has ever celebrated with 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 horse shit. That's like, you know, hey everybody, oh the Eagles won. We should eat horse shit, right? You know, it's like that joke that you want. Ah, I'm just kidding. Anybody else in? Ah, I'm kidding. Like, sure. Are you sure? Like that? That was fucked up. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I but to be fair to that guy eating the horse shit, I think he was just looking around at the rest of the Eagles fans and he was just like, what can I do that's sicker and more depraved than these animals? <laughs> and he's like, nah, sleep with a woman on the street that's twice my size. No, that's happening right over there. God damn it. Um, <laughs> let's see. I like uh, that. That's happening right over there. That's hilarious. Camo thong in January. Yeah, it's like there's like six of them right in a row. <laughs> Guess it's just me and the horse shit. Um, I I got to prove that I'm I am the biggest Eagles fan. And God damn it, he did it. He earned it. Uh, that's funny. I, uh... Eagles, who saw that one coming? I think everybody was saying it was probably going to be the Patriots. What's up? Uh, Eagles, who saw that one coming? I think everybody had yeah. the, everyone thought it was going to be the Patriots. So, interesting one. Yeah, there. honestly, I didn't even end up watching the game, man, just because I was going to go to a Super, par- Super Bowl party r- way out in Brooklyn, but it, the weather was shit, and I was like, ah, the, you know, the Patriots are going to win it again anyway. Who gives a fuck? And it turned out to be a really good game. And I'm like, son of a bitch, man. Like, I, I, I should have gone now. But I, I, I checked out the highlights online. That's cool. I always so. watch, well, because I, I love it. But it's also, to me, the, one of the saddest days of the year because I know the instant it's over, it's like, uh, no more football. Like, I just, the, the, the Sundays and Mondays, and uh, I just don't know what to do with myself. 
All well, right. you still got the Winter Olympics, man. You got. Uh... I do. We put. I, I was. I was uh, talking to Colin Ryan about that tonight. He came to the show with me because it was in his town. So we sat and chatted, and like I just oh, leave no the shit. Olympics on in the background. I just leave them on because I just. It's it's like a comfort blanket. It's nice just to look up and like you know you oh let's watch that uh, replay of that half pipe and he did all these twists and like oh okay cool yeah you're right I do love having the Olympics on in the background I don't care what they are I'll even have a goddamn ice skating on in the background because if someone does something cool even if I'm not into ice skating fuck they can ice skate and I can't so it's cool just for that yeah and speaking of the Olympics I saw I Tanya have you seen that yet no but I want to what happened here is they put it in the fucking art theater like over a half an hour from my house there are two theaters um and there's one that's close and that gets all the mainstream films and i thought i tanya was mainstream enough to make there but nope they put it the one on the far fucking side where you used to live down in the sycamore mall and i'm like oh it's great I, it's I worth the trip man i i heard oh quick without i mean they're spoilers it's a real story let's sign off tell us about i tanya actually tell no i i do have i i did Sort of spoil that movie for someone. I was doing a show with uh, a lady who was younger than me. I mean, she was she's like early twenties, and I I was just you know it was it was a remote host, so they weren't in the same room, and and uh, I was just kind of chatting with her. I was like, um, yeah, I, I just saw that movie. I Tanya, have you seen that? She was like, no, I heard it's good. I want to go see it, you know. And I I just sort of made a mention about when it was going on when I was younger and she was like wait I Tanya's based on a real story oh, and I was like yeah you got yeah that's Tanya Harding oh. she's like oh who's the she's a skater right she, oh she's a real skater in real life I'm like fuck yeah she's a real yeah but then I I was doing the math I'm like oh wait when you were when when were you born and she was like 94 or 5 um, or something i was yeah. like oh so you would have been one when this yeah i can't tell you anything about the olympics from when i was one either and so she, <laughs> she she i was like yeah man she there was this fucking lady got her knee bashed in one of the other skaters and it was like this this lady's husband and her best friend but they let her compete because she claimed she didn't know and she's like googling the story and just just looking at the computer going what the fuck? <laughs> like, and she's just like, I can't wait to watch this now. She had no idea. And she's just reading it going, and they still let her compete? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she said she didn't know anything about it, even though it was her husband and, and, and her husband's best friend. And it, uh, yeah, it was, it was fucking nuts. And then you told her that Nelson Mandela got out of jail. And then, I, yes, yes. This is just like, this is just like that. I mean, the Mandela thing's a little bit further, but um, yeah, this, this, this was, this was pretty big, but it, she gets her pass because she was one. Yes. Like I, I probably wouldn't know about Tanya Harding if, if I was one at the time either. But you give it a thumbs up. You say it's absolutely worth it. I've heard nothing but good things. And I, I fucking could not love Allison Janney more. She is so good. Dude. And yeah. I, 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 she's fantastic in this. If you would have told me at the beginning of last year that two of my favorite movies of the year were going to be um, about Tanya Harding and then a lady fucking a fishman mutant, I would be like, <laughs> nah, dude, that's not. Uh. But yeah, man, I don't know. I like my heroes to be a little bit nutty. I like them to either fuck animals or just have no human empathy whatsoever uh, for women whose knees they helped cave in. I, I like that. See, I don't I don't like good heroes anymore. I saw um 
I, Nancy Kerrigan, it sucks. She was just sitting there crying about her fucking knee the whole time. Like, I don't care about this. I want to see a cold-hearted bitch talk about how she doesn't care about the other girl's knee. Ah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, listeners, thanks for uh, hanging out for a subdued version of the podcast. Jake, thank you for staying up late with me. Yeah, anytime, man. All right. JakeVevra.com, NathanTimmel.com. If you enjoy us, tell your friends to listen to us and say nice things about us online. We could always use reviews. All right. Thanks. Later. Later.